Hello, 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 my beautiful roses. So today I will be uploading this both here and on my channel. I have finally made a YouTube channel so that I can hear and see comments from you guys so I can get suggestions and also recommendations for books or short stories and fan fictions you all want me to read. Also, ASMR suggestions as I do run out of ideas sometimes. Anyways, let's get on with it. Today we're going to be reading some sh short stories, my apologies, by Alone on Ion Ion on Wattpad. I have gotten the writer's permission fully and they have fully allowed me to do it. The original story links will be in a folder down below and also the original link to the writer's user will also be down below. Now, let's get started. I will try and read as many as I can as the short stories are quite long, some of them are, but I will try and do as many as I can. Now, let's begin with Tamaki Amajiki. Tamaki was hiding in his hood as he walked beside you. He had been meaning to tell you something for weeks, but never has had the confidence to do it. He had gotten help with Mario rehearsing his lines, but now that he was actually going to do it, he wasn't sure he could. You were talking about your day, oblivious to the fight Tamaki was having within himself. As you spoke, he watched you move your hands in a theatrical movement, and how immersed you were in your own story. He liked that. It was one of the things he liked about you, and he enjoyed listening to your stories, and how your day went. In fact, he could listen all day if he could. He felt heat rush to his cheeks when he saw your smile, and his embarrassment made him hide in his hood. He liked how comfortable he felt around you and how you were so bright in his eyes. You were a bright existence in his life, much like his childhood friend, but on a different plane. He appreciated your life that intermingled with his and the impact you left on him. At this point, he finally noticed your silence and turned to face you. Upon eye contact, he realized that you had been waiting for him. You had stopped walking at some point, and he was lost in his thoughts. You were smiling at him. Can I tell you something? Hearing those words made his heart race and his hair stand up on end. What would you say to him? The anxiety building up in his heart made him want to hide from it. He was so scared to hear what you had to say, but he still hadn't confessed to you. He... Not yet. You know, we've known each other for some time, and as I get to know you, I begin to notice things you do. As this happened, I couldn't help but fall for you. You said to him with an, unflattered, with an unflattering smile. To put it simply, I like you, Tamaki, you added and reached for his hands. His lips quivered as he heard those words he had been dying to hear you say. The very words, the very words he struggled to say and had practiced with Mirio were reflecting to him through the very person he wanted to confess to. I'm not expecting a quick reply or a reply at all. I just wanted to get it off my chest. I really like you and have for some time now. You confessed again. You gave a light squeeze to his hand and were about to let go, but he didn't let you. 
You finally looked into his eyes and noticed the change in his change in his face. He was almost pouting, yet was so conflicted at the same time. It made you wonder if it wasn't the right time to confess your feelings, or maybe you didn't confess them right. What's wrong, Tamaki? His head fell and mumbled out, You do. What do I do? Before you could respond, he finally made eye contact with you, and you could see the pain in his expression. You didn't know what to do. Maybe it wasn't the right time to confess, after all. Maybe this was too much for him to handle. I wanted to confess first, he whispered out of his quivering lips. I was trying so hard to confess to you, he added, and a wave of relief spread through your body. The tension in your legs gave in, and you almost fell to your knees if it weren't for Tomaki still holding your hands. You scared me just now, Tomaki. <laughs> I thought you were going to reject me. You said with a sigh and stood up. How could I? I was afraid that you wouldn't like me back. You could do a lot better than me, and you're just as bright as Muriel. If anyone, I thought maybe you liked Muriel. He said honestly and flinched upon seeing your expression in response to his pessimism. Mirio. Mirio. Mirio? <laughs> if I didn't know any better, I'd think it was him who liked you, not me. You teased and hugged him. You sighed. <sighs> you released a sigh that tickled Tomoki's ear, but he didn't push you away. In fact, he held you tighter and hid himself in the curve of your neck. I really like you, Bunny. He whispered in your neck. You could feel him melt into your arms and snuggle your neck. Bunny? You replied in response to the sudden nickname. You felt him flinch in your embrace, but you didn't let him go. Can I call you that, my precious bunny? He asked, but it almost didn't sound like he was asking. That alone was enough to make your heart race. Call me anything, Tomaki. You reassured, even though it didn't seem he needed reassurance. It was almost like he was confident you didn't dislike the nickname, even if he wasn't aware of it. I like you a lot. He whispered sheepishly into your neck that sent chills through your body. I'm so happy. <laughs> he sighed as he snuggled into you again with a consent sigh. I don't know if I can be the best for you, but I'm okay with staying by your side. He mumbled, which made you release him. Tomaki, you said in a voice that scared Tomaki. He turned to look away from you, but you reached into his hood and cupped his face in your hands. I love being by your side, and I really don't like that you don't recognize or realize how good you are to me. You always listen to my stories no matter how long and boring they are. You encourage me and comfort me when I need it. To me, you're the best. You said to him without looking away. His eyes seemed to sparkle with each word he sent his way and he watched you in awe. He watched you as if he were admiring a piece of art in a museum. 
I really like you, was all he mumbled out with the voice in a daze before his lips touched yours. You were shocked at how straightforward he was with the kiss. Every movement of his lips left you breathless, and you swore you forgot how to breathe. He kissed you softly, and ever so gentle. It made you feel embarrassed how his lips fell on yours. Bonnie, he whispered out before you, before one last peck. He hid himself in your chest to hide from his embarrassment. You stood there in shock as Tomiki hid away from his impulsive acts seconds before. Hawks, but soft. It was three in the morning and you were laying in bed feeling restless from your hectic day. You were exhausted emotionally, but physically you cannot, for the life of you, fall asleep. Usually, you and Hawks would be asleep in each other's embrace, snoozing the night away. Tonight, though, Hawks said he would be out late and told you to go to bed before him. Just great. <sighs> that was close to impossible. You felt cold without him. Even though you had blankets wrapped around you, you felt so alone without him hugging you in your sleep. You felt empty without him in your arms and his head nuzzling in your chest. To put it simply, you couldn't sleep without Hawks. You turned to the cold side now that you warmed up your previous spot to the point of being uncomfortable. You pulled out your phone to look at your wallpaper of you and Hawks. It felt different to lie in bed without him beside you, but looking at his picture helped just a little bit. You opened his last message. I'll be late, baby bird. See you in the morning. You smiled at the heart he sent you and tossed your phone aside to try and sleep again. You closed your eyes and hugged your hawk's pillow that still carried his scent. Just barely though. You lay there for a few minutes when you hear heavy footsteps trudge toward the bedroom where you lay. They drag along the floor as quiet as possible and you know that it's hawks finally coming back. His walk towards the room tells you how exhausted he is from his long day of hearing work. You keep your eyes closed when the door slowly opens. All you hear in the room is the sound of Hawks kicking off his boots and his jacket fall on the floor with a soft thump and clanks. You feel a slight tug on the blanket as it drapes over your exposed body. The bed drips as Hawk slowly collapses onto bed, but he pauses when he sees you squirm. You curse yourself on the inside for moving when he was just trying so hard not to wake you. Not that you were asleep anyways. Songbird? Your heart clenches at how you realize you missed hearing his voice, despite seeing him just this morning. You open your eyes to meet his, and he smiles. He propped on one hand, he propped one hand beside you, and you can see the exhaustion in his face. As he looked down at you, his feathers were torn limb behind him, but one, but one is paused at the light switch, like he was caught in the act. Why aren't you asleep, baby bird? He cooed softly as he caressed her cheek. 
You close your eyes at his touch inside, feeling complete now that he's here. I missed you, you replied. A soft chuckle shakes the bed and he falls onto the bed. He looks straight into your eyes and says, I missed you too. He leans in for a kiss on your forehead and props onto his elbow to tease. I take it it wouldn't be I won't be getting my pillow back. Not until you change. The bed will be stinky like you. You teased back and hugging his pillow tighter in your arms. He hums in response and lazily gets up to change, then collapses onto the bed, making sure he shakes it enough to bother you. As he gets comfortable, you return his pillow when he takes it and hugs you. You side into his chest, finally feeling the effect of you staying awake for so long. You can smell the sweat linger on his body from working all day, but he doesn't smell bad like you had teased. He kissed the top of your head and rubs your back in little circles. You look up at him and ask, Will you sing for me? He huffs out a small exhale with a smile and raises an eyebrow. Sing? I thought you were the songbird in this relationship. Please, Kago. You plead into his chest as you hugged him tighter. He pats your back in response and says, Fine. Only for you, my songbird. He gets comfortable and you get comfortable in his arms and he continues rubbing small circles on your back. You hear the light switch click and a single feather tickle your ear as it passes by. Once you settle in, he takes a deep breath before singing softly. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter or Mars. In other words, hold my hand. In other words, baby, kiss me. Fill my heart with song. Let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for. All I worship and adore. In other words, please be true. In other words, I love you. By the time he ends his song, sleep is already gripping you and taking you over. But just before you fully fall into his embrace, you hear Hawks whisper in a voice so quiet you almost miss it. I love you, songbird. Soft Aizawa. You're sitting on the floor with soda in your hands as you pushed buttons on the TV remote. You were getting ready to watch your records and all your recordings of the sports festival at UA. Aizawa had told you about his class and you were amazed by how highly he regarded his kids. You wanted to see for yourself how great they were. You got to the point of Aizawa and Mike commentating for the first years of the final event. You watched the one-on-one -on -one fighting tournament and with awe of Aizawa's students and their fluid abilities on their quirks. As you were watching the tournament, Aizawa waltzed in, wrapping, in a warm, <laughs> wrapping you in a warm, fuzzy blanket. The look in his eyes let you know he had just woken from a nap. 
What are you watching? He asked as he lazily tried to register the events occurring on the screen. Your students are amazing. Both classes are. You replied as you gestured to the first round of the tournament. You watched his eyes soften as he watched the screen, and the smallest creep of a smile came on his face. From that look alone, you could tell how much he liked those kids and how proud he was of them. They really are. He almost whispered underneath his breath. Do you want to watch with me? You asked as you opened your arms out to him. Without hesitation, he waddled to you and fell into your arms. His head laid in your lap and bundled in the bundle of blankets that wrapped him in his cocoon, emitting enough warmth for the both of you. You played with his hair as you watched the movements and strategies of the first years. Your heart flustered when Aizawa appeared on the screen, even more so when the Explosion Boy and Gravity Girls battle happened. His explanation of the boy's respect for the girl was louder than the groans of disappointment from the crowd moments ago. He looked down at Aizawa's expression. You looked down at Aizawa's expression that executed pure pride of his children. Somehow, he respected those kids. Made you think of how great he was with kids. Now, children, hmm, weren't planning for your future yet, huh? Whether through adoption or not. But knowing Aizawa was good with kids was <sighs> good enough to know that they would respect him enough and understand them. And it made you relieved that in the case children were in the future you shared with him, you would be there for you. He would be there for the kids, and so would he. He trusted you with the students on the screen and the possible future children you may or may not have. You trusted him, and he would definitely be a great father. Learning this about him, a newfound appreciation for the man in your lap blossomed. Not a day goes by where you don't appreciate him for being in your life. You combed your hand through his hair one last time before whispering, I love you, Shoda. You kissed his temple carefully and almost returned your attention to the TV when Aizawa turned to face you. His hand reached for your neck and pulled you down to kiss his lips. I love you too, kitten, he said as his hands caressed your cheek. He had the softest of smiles on his face and you could tell he adored you. You felt butterflies swarm at the nickname and you tried to hide your embarrassment by covering Aizawa's face in his blankets. He only let out a small chuckle and didn't bother to move the blanket from his face. You moved it back from him to see he still had that soft smile that you tried to hide from. The TV was long forgotten and played in the background as you and Aizawa had a moment, his thumb carefully stroking your cheek as he offered you the grandest of gestures. Want to go take a nap together? You nodded and answered with the softest, yes. Aizawa took his time getting to his feet, then opened his blanket to welcome you into the warmth he had accumulated. You generously entered his cocoon and he easily collapsed with you on the couch. He kissed your forehead and closed his eyes. It didn't take long for him to fall asleep with you in his arms. You didn't take your time either and soon fell asleep into dreamland as well.
sadly that is all we have today my roses but please do if you enjoyed my reading subscribe and if you are on my podcast then do check out the youtube channel as i will be trying to upload way more there as it is way more convenient anyways that is all good night my roses <laughs>